Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp. And today I am joined by an incredibly accomplished entrepreneur, an expert in the B2B marketing space, and somebody I consider a true connector. Because thanks to his amazing event in August, uh, the Full Funnel B2B Marketing Summit, I had the pleasure not just of connecting with him, but also with connecting with someone like Stu Heineke. So joining me today from beautiful Croatia is Mr. Andre Zinkovic. So Andre, Dzień dobry, welcome to the show. And sorry, I know that that was Polish and not Croatian, but you are from Poland. so. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Thanks a lot for having me, Chris. Mm. I appreciate it. And yeah, it was in Polish, obviously, not in Croatian. But anyway, yeah. who cares? So thanks a lot for your kind words, for your kind intro. Yeah. I'm happy to be here and share my knowledge with your audience. Yeah, uh, this is really amazing, Andre. And I mean, you know, this is something that, you know, happened all, uh, it, it mostly happened on LinkedIn, I have to say, and um, that we made these connections. And um, it's, it's, it's great to have you on the show. And also, before we start, I just want to congratulate you. Speaking of LinkedIn, I saw the post um, this morning, and I want to congratulate you on your new venture called uh, fullfunnel.io. Yeah. Thank you so much. So basically, it's not, um, I won't say this is a completely new project. So basically, it's an extension of my existing mm -hmm. business, Get Leader. So basically, um, just to give, mm -hmm. a, you know it, but maybe for your audience, so Get Leader is a B2B yep. marketing consultancy. And I operate only with two verticals. I work with B2B service-based companies and B2B tech companies like SaaS or hardware companies that are selling high-ticket services or products, they have complex products and they have long sales cycles. So it's just mm -hmm. narrow audience, you know, it's not a broad market. So uh, basically I was limited by my own expertise and by my own time. So uh, earlier this year, I had a fantastic collaboration with a seasoned B2B marketer, Vladimir Blagojevich, and we mm -hmm. did an anti-crisis program for University of Ghent from Belgium. So we created mm -hmm. an anti-crisis, anti-COVID program for Belgium startups. And it was so successful in terms of results, in terms of feedback. So we decided to yeah. partner and create this project together. So basically, it's, let's say, extension of Get Leader. We are continuing helping together uh, these verticals as well. Uh, we plan in the nearest future uh, to open a full funnel academy where we'll be able to train B2B marketers to share all of our knowledge and uh, create actually, you know, prepare marketers for our existing clients because in most cases they require this skill set mm. and we'll be able to train stuff for them. So this is what makes me most excited about this project. So we fulfill, you know, the market needs from both sides, not only with our knowledge and experience, but also helping them to get right skill set. Wow. That's... Uh... 
that's incredible, Andres. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, you know, like obviously this has been, uh, you know, this has been um, an exciting year, um, you, you know, for you in terms of all these these events and uh, these these new developments. And it's a uh, and it's amazing that you're putting this together within uh, within such a uh, short uh, time frame. Yeah. So, uh, Andre, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and most importantly, um, also, what is a current project that you're working on that you're very excited about? I'm uh, a bit of a marketing consultant. I don't want to overcomplicate my job role. So I'm a bit of a marketing consultant. As I mentioned, I'm working with only two industries. Uh, and uh, as well, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm running several companies. I run advice. This is a local I mean, an inbound marketing agency that operates on a local market. Uh, this was my first project, and the agency was created uh, based on my consultancy. Then I created Get Leader, so it's a like worldwide project. I collaborate, you know, I join as an external advisor or as external CMO, if you will, with. B2B, I joined B2B marketing, uh, sorry, B2B tech and uh, service-based companies and help them to create a predictable sales pipeline and scale revenue with full funnel marketing. And as well, uh, the recent project that I mentioned uh, today, fullfunnel.io, we spoke a little bit about it and uh, how I plan. So this is a SaaS product. It's a marketing planning platform that simplifies marketing planning and uh, marketing reporting for as well B2B growth teams. So these are three areas I am focusing on right now. Wow, um, that is indeed an extremely uh, impressive list of credentials. And uh, you know, thanks, um, thanks so much for sharing that. I mean, and and obviously, all of these things are are very highly relevant, um, not not just in the current period, but also moving forward. Especially because you know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these processes have already you know migrated online, and the advancement of digitalization, especially in B two B, you know, has been um, has been accelerated also partly because of um, uh, you know, the current global situation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Andre, you know, you started your career um, as a sales representative at Kimberly Clark, and then you switched to trade marketing. And then there you had a role as a CMO at a German consulting firm. So tell us about what made you decide to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's a great question. Actually, I remember mm. I wrote an article that was yeah. uh, for a local newspaper, you know, um, eight years ago when I switched mm -hmm. to consultant. And basically, I got this question so much times because I, I had a really good career. I had a good, you know, mm -hmm. job uh, good compensation plan so couldn't complain and uh, the reason why i decided to switch now actually there were multiple reasons mm -hmm. i don't want i never yeah. complain about you know my company or bosses or investors or whatever so there were let's say mm -hmm. more external reasons one of them is that i prefer to implement uh 
and experiment, you know, and I, pre I prefer right. fast uh, implementation. I hate when we need to waste time, you know, discuss some ideas with multiple people, getting their buy-in, discussing the process and cons, yeah. and we lose too much time, which is happening in corporate world, unfortunately. So mm. the time between, uh, you know, idea discussion and idea implementation could be something like two or three months, and I I hated it. Another one is limiting my um, area of uh, performance or execution, if you will. So basically, mm -hmm. you are limited to your, you know, to your job functions, to your job role. And the last one, uh, I, I always, you know, I always preferred to lead the team. So besides, yeah. I, I believe at least my team says this, I believe I'm a good manager and, uh, you know, I couldn't. Uh, sometimes I felt that I'm managed by people from who I'm not learning. So in this mm. case, uh, you know, I, I felt that I'm not developing myself, so I'm limiting myself, and you have no opportunity, so you should uh, seek for another job role, you know, and who knows if your new CEO or if your new boss will be better, or you should start your own, you know, adventure, and uh, mm -hmm. like after spending eight years in, in a corporate world, I finally decided that it is the right time to start my own adventure, so I won't call it business, I, I definitely, okay. initially it wasn't a business, it was, you know, a solo, uh, let's say solo uh, entrepreneurship, and uh, mm -hmm. because it, everything was limited by my time and by my, you know, by my clients. And it wasn't mm -hmm. scalable, of course. Uh, but the good thing about it, the question I often uh, receive from, you know, from my okay. followers or from subscribers or students, mm -hmm. um, did I leave the company and just started the consultancy? No. So actually, mm. for the last uh, years, I was uh, at Biosphere Corporation. Actually, people started to refer me, you know, whenever they have had some friends, uh, who ran some businesses, you know, and had yeah. some marketing challenges. I won't say about these industries so I'm working right now. In, at that time, it was, you know, general uh, referral. So people were coming to me, can mm. you help me with this? Can you help me with that? So yeah. I like... Once at like uh, once a day, I just got a request from a, a guy. I was chatting, you know. I was helping him during friendly, you know, uh, coffee meetups, and mm -hmm. he thought like, uh, "Would you be interested to help me, you know, on a consistent basis, like an external consultant?" So I mm -hmm. thought, "Yeah, of course," but it just should be done, yeah. you know, uh, when I will have free time from my main day job. And he agreed, and that's how mm -hmm. my started wow that's an incredible story um you know th th thanks for sharing that and you know you brought up so many um great points and uh you know uh when you were when you were back working in uh in, in the corporate world about you know the um the long and uh, slow uh, approval and feedback cycle and the, that that certainly is um a, a big cause of frustration 
and 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 the other one is um you know giving yourself the opportunity to grow further and i think um that's also um you know one of the many reasons that people become entrepreneurs um so that was a that was a really great point yeah so andre you you brought up this really important point a couple of minutes ago which is going to lead into the next question because you know a lot of entrepreneurs and you know many 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 of us start out this way that you know you start to build up your business through your personal network of contacts and your refer uh, you know and 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 referrals and at some point uh you you exhaust uh, both of these channels and then after that um after that gets exhausted uh, well what's the next step and i think that kind of leads into um the area that you're specialized in because you're specialized in the field that I would argue is incredibly lucrative, but also competitive because it's the business of generating qualified leads in a predictable and scalable way. Okay. So in 2019, you wrote a book called LinkedIn Content Marketing, how to generate high quality B2B leads on LinkedIn without cold messaging and ads. Okay. And then you got, um, you, you know, then you received an award from Book Authority who said that this was the best B2B marketing ebook, which was then also included um, to the 100 best B2B marketing books of all time. The fact that this alone happened is already an incredible achievement. Yeah. So here are the questions. So in this world of like lead generation through automation, I mean, there's many people that argue that automation is more of an annoyance uh, to prospects um, because it lacks uh, personalization. And as such, they feel that platforms like LinkedIn should regulate this approach more. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, that's a good question. Actually, I believe that uh, lots of companies uh, abuse you know, automation. And the mm -hmm. reason why, because most of the companies, I don't uh, want to say, you know, uh, total exact numbers, yeah. but I believe mm -hmm. everybody knows it. Most of the companies mm. operate in uh, lead generation mode. So they measure everything by leads. And in right. this case, every marketing campaign should immediately generate lead, generate leads yeah. for this company, which means, okay, so Christian, let's have a podcast interview today and uh, mm -hmm. let's pretend uh, you are my guest, yeah, and I want to arrange yeah. your podcast, I'm in your shoes. And I tell my CEO and I say, you know, I want to invite Christian, he is like well-known B2B entrepreneur and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. we can reach out to his audience so it will help us to, ge to generate some awareness, you know, with his audience mm -hmm. uh, and he has, uh, he also um, collaborates with our with our target addressable market and so says okay how many leads we will get from it well like this campaign doesn't attribute to revenue directly mm. obviously and yeah. then you hear okay so it makes no sense to so i don't see a revenue i don't see leads so i i see no value in it and that's the problem the same as automation mm. so at, you know uh, lots of uh, linkedin not only linkedin but in general marketing automation yes. providers they provide you um, a quick win 
So basically, mm. they satisfies the need and the ego of these, let's say, lead generation-minded companies. Mm-hmm. And if you if you'll remember the Rome Empire, it came from ancient times. You know, where uh, people just wanted yeah. to have uh, like some fun and bread. So it was called, you know, bread mm-hmm. and fun in Roman Empire. So the same is here. Yeah. So people want to minimize their efforts. They don't want mm-hmm. to connect this target audience. They don't want right. to analyze the needs of target audience. And they prefer just to have a spray and pray approach or playing the mm-hmm. game of numbers, you know, and automation yeah. allows it. So it basically says, okay, so buy a list of prospects or scrape, you know, the list mm-hmm. of prospects on LinkedIn and then spam them all. That's all. Yeah. And of course, in this case, it's uh, like, it's, I, I, <laughs> I believe that, uh, Everybody knows that it's not effective cost. Here is my mm. question, especially when it comes to my verticals. You know, I, yeah. I will avoid B2C artic, uh, sorry, B2C industries or some low ticket, non-expensive, mm-hmm. you know, impulsive products. So let's talk about my verticals. Just a question for you. Have you ever bought mm. an expensive product? By expensive, I mean five-figure or six-figure product yeah. uh, from a cold message cold call or call the mail from a guy who you have no clue about you have you uh, never heard about him about his company have you ever bought from these guys absolutely not Exactly. And uh, the same way uh, my clients are answering to this question. So my follow-up mm. question is okay. So in case if you need to invest, you know, in some Martech or like doesn't yeah. matter, in case if you want to get some external expertise, so you know that these contracts are expensive, how uh, really, you know, research and uh, find this vendor. And they describe me the process. So we'll ask our network. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll want to read mm-hmm. some case studies, you know. We want yeah. to learn more about the process, how they can help us, who mm-hmm. they partner, etc., etc. So you see, mm-hmm. lots of, mm-hmm. so this is what's happening nowadays. Uh, buyers want to yeah. be self-educated and this means we need mm. to provide more content and in this case you know it makes no sense just to spam them all unfortunately that's why i'm mm. not a big fan of automation nowadays but yeah. in some cases in some specific cases you can leverage automation and it's pretty simple just to give you more example let's say you have yeah. a list of customers yeah and mm-hmm. uh, you create some uh, close event, you know, closed event for your customers. You want to make a business breakfast. And of course, it's <laughs> that's not relevant nowadays because of COVID. But well, you know, who knows? You virtual, can do at least uh, virtual, virtual breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can mm. make you can arrange some exclusive event. You know, and mm. in this case, it makes no sense to send manual uh invitations so of course you can launch yeah. uh, you know uh, an automation and send these invites this because it's a mm-hmm. standard message but it's not yes. possible when you are prospecting the goal of prospecting is to build a relationship and learn more about the needs so you can right. define the gap between the challenges your product solves and the needs of your prospects and most companies unfortunately ignore this fact 
But as you just mm. proved me, you know, you have mm. never bought. Uh, I have never bought as well. My clients yeah. never bought just from, uh, I mean, you know, expensive mm. products or expensive services just from some random guy and who who provides, you know, who sends me some generic message or mm. do a generic cold call. So. Yeah. That's these are my thoughts. So automation mm-hmm. is definitely a good tool, but it can't replace human marketing. Right, right. No, I mean those are those are some great um, and very insightful observations, Andre. And I think I, I you know I couldn't agree with you more. I'm not like you know, which is why um, which is why I answered uh, the the way I did. Um, because of course you um, you are probably not going to commit to purchasing a product or service uh, from somebody that you know nothing about, and I think um, that's applicable across uh, the full B two B marketing spectrum. But it's also applicable to other um, segments as well. That you have to, um, you know, it's uh, the problem is a lot of people are just looking at this from a transactional point of view, where it's just close the deal, close the deal, yeah. But then, um, what about the as you rightfully said? build a relationship first gain the trust you know show that you uh, you know show that there's uh, some credibility behind what you're saying and you know and uh, you know as well as i do on linkedin uh, there has to be some kind of social proof as well right so case studies testimonials from people that have worked with you so it's a, it's it's all about the you know it all goes back to like okay do you trust this person do you trust that they are going to deliver on what they promise and you know rather than somebody that's uh, as you said, spamming a thousand contacts with a templated email where they just replace the person's name. Totally agree with you. So thanks a lot for wrapping it up and thanks a lot for a great question because I know nowadays lots of people, you know, consider an automation as a way to replace human marketing. Right, exactly. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but first... Is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. And uh, you know, uh, and, and and to your and, and to all those great points and insights that you've just uh, stated, um, can you give us an example of like you know where you've seen companies generate leads from uh, platforms like LinkedIn without using cold outreach or expensive advertising? Because we know that you know aver- online advertising can get quite uh, costly, and the, you know the the ROI sometimes is questionable. So I want to make uh, one clear statement here, yeah. just not to understand me wrong. Uh, mm. We still do cold outreach because when you connect with your audience, still yeah. you are <laughs> you are connected uh, with a cold audience. That's mm. the truth. Uh, yes. The thing here I mean is that we don't spam everybody. We don't, right. you know, uh, I don't, I never do it for myself or my own. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. I never recommend it uh, for my clients. So you'll never hear from me, hey, Chris, so I'm a founder of our plan and I believe you should have a demo call with me. Here's a link to my calendar. Yeah. Let's have a call and be okay. <laughs> Mark has a spam yeah. blog. Andre, and that's all. That's how it happens yeah. nowadays on um, yes. LinkedIn. Yes. So basically, we still connect with the audience, but um, uh, uh, besides, of course, 
for me, for Get Leader, LinkedIn is a core channel of uh, uh, lead generation channel. You know, I yeah. I generate all inbound inquiries through LinkedIn. So most you know people mm. are reaching to me out and ask, can you help? with this challenge and this is how it happens but i'm limited mm-hmm. so it's not scalable and i don't need a lot of leads so you know two mm-hmm. new leads per month that's maximum for me because i have ongoing existing mm. clients and uh, mm. that's why i'm not you know scaling it up but with clients i have completely different approach so we start with making yeah. and i will provide you a recent example with a client that we are just implementing this strategy right now and uh, I will give you some fresh data uh, from this week. So they're implementing the strategy for four days and I will provide some practical results. So basically, uh, Mm. what do we do? We create a list of target accounts based on our ideal customer profile. So the first step here is defining target verticals next create an ideal customer profile defining the criteria for account selection and then we make a list of target accounts next step is defining buying committee so we define uh roles you know for buying committee and then we just map out uh the people from our target accounts let's say christian clap is ceo so he will be our decision maker andre he is Mm -hmm. uh, vp of marketing he might be our influencer or champion you know etc so because the truth is the more people inside buying committee will know about our company the more chances we'll have in future to close the deal with these accounts so next we connect with them and i will provide you so it depends it really depends and they have several campaigns and and several examples how do we uh, connect we can invite them for a podcast we can invite them to contribute in a roundup post or you know i also have a survey campaign where we create a market research funnel but because of this market research funnel we can extract as much information as possible about the needs of our uh, clients and then later you know once the research is ready just to give you a more practical example how it's implemented i can say christian so here is a copy of our market research i believe it would be valuable for you so far i have interviewed 75 ceos of b2b tech companies from canada for example Mm -hmm. and uh here are key takeaways and here is a pdf i believe it would be interesting for you as well Mm -hmm. i noticed that you mentioned that your core challenge right now is identifying you know the most lucrative market segments and creative uh, creating an ideal customer profile so uh i prepared a guide i i believe it would be a good fit for you would you like to learn more about it so what would be your reaction I mean, obviously, you're seeing that uh, uh, that person will hopefully see that you're adding value, right? Like that's it's 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 a more thought out approach as a, in, as opposed to like you know somebody just doing a cold a random cold outreach. Yeah, so exactly. These people, yeah. in most cases, I don't say that you'll have 100% positive reply rate, but right. lots of people will say, yeah, that sounds good for me. Can you please share? So the next step you are sharing, and then you can just suggest, okay, if it makes sense, let's have a call. I'm happy to answer your question, questions and maybe provide some more value for your company, you know, sharing mm. how you can implement this process at your company, and feel free to invite your CEO or 
sales or marketing or any department, you know, you are targeting. Yeah. And boom, you generate inbound leads. So right now you have a discovery call, so you can discuss it. You can learn more about the challenges. You can provide value and you can ask if guys, it, it makes sense. I'm just sharing the service-based approach, obviously, right now. So in right. case if you are selling the services, you can say, if, if it makes sense, if you need any help, I am keen to help. Let me know. And uh, mm -hmm. you proceed with a conversation and it's a value-based discovery call. Mm -hmm. In case if you are selling product, and this is what we are doing with the client. You know, I told you in the beginning mm -hmm. that uh, we are implementing this strategy right yeah. now for four days. So what we are doing, I won't name the company, the name of the company because of NDA, but I will provide you the idea. So they create sure. uh, servers mm -hmm. for uh, smart, smart home installators. So this is a hardware tech mm -hmm. company. And we are yeah. targeting Dutch and German market. So what we are doing okay. right now, uh, we select accounts by KNX. Uh, I mean, we create right now an audience for key executives from my client. So how do we do it? Uh, we made a list of target hashtags on LinkedIn and we connect with active people there. And as well, we made a list of target accounts we connect with buying committee. Once they accept our connection request, we do an intro. We say about ourselves, what we are doing, and always we have a signature like for example, Andrei Zinkovich, CEO at fullfunnel.io, mm -hmm. and a short, unique value proposition. We help B2B service-based companies to scale revenue with fullfunnel B2B marketing and link to our website, which is not, you know, you promote your website in non-obtrusive way, and it's quite acceptable by your audience. And... Um, during these chats, we introduce ourselves and let's pretend so uh, the, the question to, you know, to start the conversation, we ask, okay, can you, I'm really curious. I noticed uh, some of your past projects. So you did this project and that project. I'm really curious. What servers did you use at you know, at these projects. And they like, mm. they reply, okay, we used this brand or this trademark. And then what we did in the past, of course, we have prepared ourselves to this yeah. campaign. So we created a comparison report between our product and the most popular competitors. And we just ask, you know, so uh, I'm, uh, my client answers, okay, so I, I'm in charge of preparing a comparison report. And basically, I'm really curious if you can take a look on it and provide me your feedback. And uh, does the product, I mean, our product looks, you know, attractive or no, just, just really curious about your thoughts. And mm -hmm. based you know, most people say, okay, I'm really interested, just share it with me. And then in yeah. most cases we hear, okay, you know, your product really sounds uh, interesting. So can can I take, because it's like a physical product, it's server, can we have a demo call? Can we have, a, you know, can I learn more about it? And boom, you generate inbound leads or what, you know, a modern word for this the social selling approach. So mm. this is how we generate leads. And you see, no spam, no, you know, no manual invites. Okay, let's have a call or whatever. So this mm. is how we proceed, you know. Yeah. No, I mean... Does uh, it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I, 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 I think this is definitely, at least in the B2B world, I think this, this the approach has to be this way. Yeah. 
because it's again back to things that you were saying earlier and that I've that I've recapped. I mean, it's about building trust and 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 adding value and and you know allowing people to to open up a little bit more to having a conversation uh, with you. Because you know you see a lot of people, and you've 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 already mentioned it. You've seen a lot of people that don't want to make that effort to get to know the target audience better, because for them it's just um. And this is the thing with automation; they're they're just playing the numbers game, right? So they're just they're just uh, playing the numbers game of like, okay, if I reach out to a thousand prospects and I get maybe two hundred that connect, and then from those two hundred, maybe maybe fifty might agree to a call. And I I I I have yet to see someone that um you know has actually generated business by just doing it that way. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. Andre, you know, uh, you've you've brought up some uh, some really amazing points, and uh, you know, like, uh, what are some of the changes that you've seen uh, in the past couple of months, especially because of the pandemic? You know, um, what are some of the changes that you've seen to lead generation and sales systems and uh, Talk to us also a little bit about that and um, some of the future trends that you see. Basically, you know, what has happened to lots of companies, mm. we don't touch, you know, the uh, segments that were impacted in the most negative way, like tourism, etc., yeah. or the hospitality sector. We will avoid them. But uh, in most yeah. cases, you know, again, talking back about tech companies, about tech sectors, lots of companies yeah. decreased their budgets. Uh, some right. of the companies were swept out uh, from the market. Uh, some companies mm. were firing, you know, employees because of costs. And yeah. uh, uh, all of these things mean, you know, uh, companies are operating in turbulent times. They're insecure. Yeah. They can't mm. predict, you know, the future. So uh, before the 2020, lots of marketing strategists, you know, or marketing influencers, they were posting, you need to have a long-term strategy, etc. You need to be very clear where you want to be in five years and three years. But this is my approach. Yeah. I never plan further than three months. Three months, uh, next yeah. quarter, you can you can predict. But you can't predict what will happen, you know, in six months, in in nine months, who could predict mm. the COVID? Nobody. So you must Nobody. be very flexible. And uh, when it comes to changes, so this is the first change. So change, mm. you know, change your approach and uh, treat marketing. I believe that the most advanced companies, they switched to this approach. They started to work in sprints, you know, instead mm -hmm. of long-term planning, they switched yeah. to marketing sprints. They define short-term goals. They set up uh, iterations or campaigns and just uh, work towards these uh, short-sighted you know, goals. So yeah. that's the first thing. Another one, uh, unfortunately, nowadays, uh, everybody, you know, like when the budget were frozen, the cold yeah. outreach, I mean, in the essence, like we all know the cold outreach, calling mm. leads, you know, the sending cold emails, it was done, it was dead, honestly. Mm. People were ignoring it, most people, you know, were out of office, etc. So, yeah. uh, I remember, like, probably two weeks after the official lockdown, um, mm. some of the well-known sales guys on LinkedIn, he posted that uh, he decreased, he saw, uh, you know, a huge decrease in replies rate to sales outreach cadences, you 
you know, yeah. because we started to ignore it. So no, uh, nowadays everything I believe normalized. But what mm. uh, what I wanted to say that you have no chances to continue with mass pump. So the next change is uh, switching to personalization and account segmentation. Uh, mm -hmm. This is uh, a thing that I'm not talking quite often about, but I, I believe mm -hmm. it's important. Uh, you can't treat all the leads the same way. And the mm -hmm. reason why is because some of the leads can generate you 10 times, 20 times, 50 times yeah. more revenue than others. So the mm -hmm. question is, if they can generate you 50 times more revenue, why they should be treated the same way as other companies? Obviously, exactly. you need to devote more time, you know, highly yes. personalize your your proposal, your offer. So you, by, uh, by personalization, mm -hmm. I mean not only, you know, uh, adding first name, last name, and job role, I mean that you need to be very clear how uh, exactly Christian Klepp can benefit from my product, you know, mm. how, how you can benefit, how your department can benefit, and how the entire company can benefit from it, and how it aligns with your company's overall strategic goals. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I mean by highly personalization. And for these companies, you need to do in-depth account research. So you need to evaluate and yeah. find this information. And lots of companies I hear, you know, they tell me, oh, okay, so we don't have time for it. Okay, if you mm -hmm. don't have time to generate customers with uh, revenue potential like 50 times higher than your average revenue, uh, you know, than yeah. the average revenue generated by your users, then probably you are doing something wrong. That's my point of view, yeah. at least. The next step is obviously you'll have a more, most of your customers, or let's say if we'll apply the famous Pareto principle, 80% of 20% uh, of clients will mm. generate 80% of revenue and 80% of clients will mm. generate 20%. And for this 80%, you can easily implement mass market, inbound marketing or demand generation, if you will. So you can, uh, you can be active on LinkedIn, you can connect with this audience, you know, you can apply search engine optimization for your content and these people will discover you you know you don't need to personalize highly your uh, product so it it should be personalized to this particular vertical and have some use cases for your target job roles mm. then you can implement retargeting and etc so the cost of acquisition should be really low because the revenue potential is not so high and that's the huge difference and that's the next trend mm. i see will happen in the b2b market in the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, I mean, uh, my my reaction to your to your answer right now is just wow. <laughs> I, I see why your book was considered one of the hundred best B two B marketing books of all time because that answer alone is already uh, it's it, it's it's uh, it's weight in gold. <laughs> but, Thank um, so but thanks so much for sharing these 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 insights are really um, very valuable. So, Andre, you know, um, there's something uh, in English, we call it like conventional wisdom or commonly yeah. held beliefs, and they have them in every field, including yours. Okay. So talk to us about one belief that you feel has been floating around in your area of expertise that you strongly disagree with. 
<laughs> That's a funny question, <laughs> and I believe yeah. uh, I will name it in a second. But I believe mm. you have heard it for your life. So basically, it means mm-hmm. uh, we yeah. have a great product, and our customers just not aware about it. So we need to reach out and tell them <laughs> that our yeah. product exists. So that's uh, basically it was our topic for today's conversation. So I assume mm. I nailed it. I provided some yeah, insight. So it's not about you know it's not about reaching out to your customers and telling hey you know it was like in nineties. Uh, uh, I remember some old marketing books where they provided you yeah. know uh, some tips for i mean general tips you know or <laughs> growth hacks uh-huh. 40 50 years ago and they thought yeah. okay if you yeah. if you'll open a brick and mortar yeah. shop just put a stand and tell we are open mm. the same you know <laughs> it's just a modern growth yeah. hack. so we need just to buy an automation and spam thousands of people on linkedin and tell okay our product exists you didn't know but it's a fantastic fit for your company <laughs> so here is a link to my calendar let's have a call and that's the biggest yeah. you know the biggest um, challenge i see so far or what you could call mm. the conventional wisdom and uh, mm. i strongly disagree so <laughs> first of all you need yeah. you know one point i want to add uh, besides mm segmentation besides ideal customer profile besides account segmentation account research and all of the things i share it with you and with your audience today Mm -hmm. there is one critical uh one critical element disqualification Mm -hmm. you should be very clear who is a bad fit for your company, with who you don't want to work. And this is something mm. I learned the hard way. I believe we don't have time for this story, but maybe next time I will share it. Yeah. But basically, okay. after several cases, what I did, when you'll visit my website, you'll see mm-hmm. that I put, you know, I just highlighted in a bold type yeah. that uh, I don't work with several industries and I mm. describe why so I don't work with e-commerce uh, you mm. know basically I, I believe I'm good marketer. I can help with some strategical stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely not an e-commerce guy. And I don't want, I never work with this audience. I don't work yeah. with B2C, you know. I yeah. don't work with informational mm. marketing or consultancy, etc. So just because of these reasons, you know. So you must mm-hmm. be very clear who you can't help, who is a bad fit. And once you're clear on this qualification, prospecting and lead generation becomes way easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's such a great piece of advice. And, you know, uh, on the surface, it seems like it's common sense, but it's amazing how many people, uh, you know, don't narrow down uh, their, you know, their, 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 um, uh, their focus on their niche. Right. Like, as you were saying earlier, like the ideal customer, like they just want to just uh, target. Uh, I wouldn't say everybody, but they're like going across multiple, uh, multiple industry segments and not really like uh, focusing on, on one particular uh, group. And, um, and and, you know, to your point, um, I think it's really important to determine who is who is or who isn't uh, a perfect fit for your company. So couldn't agree with you more, Andre. I, I, I totally I totally believe in that as well. <laughs> Um, 
So, cool. Andre, this has been such an excellent session. I mean, you know, thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing. And I'm going to say it again. Thank you for um, putting on such an amazing event because, you know, uh, that's how I got to connect it with people like yourself. So um, what's the best way for people out there to connect with you? Uh, getleader.com or LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Just type Andre Zinkovich and that's all. I believe there is only one person there with this name and surname. <laughs> there can only be one Andre Zinkovich. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but I, I think yeah. one thing I will also add for the listeners, you can add Andre on LinkedIn, but please do not spam him. <laughs> <laughs> don't send him a request to book a call I for a demo that <laughs> but i believe your audience yeah. consists of great b2b entrepreneurs great b2b marketers so if you guys have any questions yeah. don't hesitate to reach me out and ask uh, always keen to help absolutely Absolutely. Andre, this has been such an amazing session. Um, and I really appreciate taking the time to uh, to talk with me today. So please uh, take care, uh, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to chat with you today. Have a great day as well. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co. And be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Bye.